Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives. This is an up-close look at the students, faculty, and administrators who make your college unique. This weekly show shines a spotlight on the programs and people here at YCP. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives, and today we are talking with Dr. Mark White, who teaches at a CUNY College of Staten Island. He is a philosophy professor. First of all, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. He is the author of eight books, including The Virtues of Captain America, Batman and Philosophy, Superman and Philosophy. We're going to definitely talk about the superheroes. And the topic that he is going to be talking here at your college about is Batman's Dilemma, Superheroes and Mortal Enemies, Ethical Choices in Their World and Ours. As I said, thank you very much. Um, so philosophy, uh, you know, not something that a lot of students really take classes in. Um, you seem to have found a way to, uh, make it fun. Maybe is probably a good way to look at it. Yes. Uh, I, I really started doing stuff like this by getting involved with, uh, the Blackwell philosophy and pop culture series, which my first co-edited book, Batman of philosophy was part of. Uh, they started out doing The Simpsons in Philosophy and Seinfeld in Philosophy. They've also done Buffy the Vam- Vampire Slayer. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender in Philosophy is coming out soon. But I got involved in doing those books, writing chapters for them on topics like South Park and The Office and Family Guy, you know, a lot of com- comedy shows. And then I just suggested to them a few years before the second Christopher Nolan Batman movie came out, I said, you know, the... the these movies are very rich. The character is very rich from the comics, obviously. And so maybe we should do a book about Batman and philosophy. And they, they went for it. <laughs> Good and, thing, right? Uh, since then, I've, I've done, I think, seven of those edited books. And then I started writing my own with the virtues of Captain America. And then eventually my own, co- my own sole-authored book on Batman, Batman and Ethics. Does using the superheroes, the comic book heroes, who... Yes, they are complex, and there's a lot of... Does that also draw in a younger audience or an, or an audience for you to, to then explore other issues? Sure, sure. I mean, that's, that's the, the, the guy who founded this, this series that I was first involved with, William Irwin at King's College. He, he talks about, you know, every, every teacher... I mean, you, you teach classes in communication. You know, it's, it's common that you, in, when introducing a topic, you'll say, hey, did... You know, did anyone see this movie? Do you remember when this character in this movie did this? And then you say, that reminds us of what Aristotle said about courage or what Kant said about duty or, or whatever philosophical topic you want to use. But that, that helps show students that philosophy is not just this dry, anachronistic, old-fashioned topic, but it has relevance. And, of course, when you're dealing with superheroes in particular, you know, the superhero story is an ethical dilemma. Every superhero has to make a choice. And so uh, when you bring in the villains on the other side, you have good versus evil. And, you know, but even outside of the villains, just, you know, superheroes want to do so much, but they can't. They can only do so much. And so they have to make choices, save this person or save that person. Or what am I going to do? You know, what, what moral lines am I going to cross or not going to cross in order to save this, you know, bunch of people? We are talking with Dr. Mike, Mark White. He is uh, here visiting professor at your College of Pennsylvania, but he is from CUNY, the College of Staten Island. So I, I'm intrigued by this, um, uh, the use of 
the superheroes. Did that just kind of come to you one day, or was it like it, it did it take a little time? Were you were you a comic book fan, or or maybe maybe even fan of the movies? Well, I was I was a comic book fan. Those it was my whole life when I was a kid. And then, then when I got my first guitar, I think my sophomore year in college, <laughs> the, everything switched. <laughs> yeah, I became, obviously became a rock star. So then I, I got back into comics as an adult, actually, when my kids were very small. And by then, uh, I, I, I transitioned from my, my original graduate degree was in economics. By then, I transitioned into philosophy, and it all just came together. And, and, and then this book series coming out at the same time, it all just seemed to fit that I can use these superheroes that I loved as a kid, but now I appreciate on a much deeper level as an adult. And with this insight that philosophy brings me, it just, it just seemed like a perfect combination. You mentioned, you mentioned Batman, Superman, you know, Captain America and all that, but you also talked about South Park and um, uh, The Simpsons. Those are two different kinds of worlds, aren't sure, they? Sure, sure, sure. But I, again, I, you know, I, I keep on hyping this series. This is the brilliance of the series because it doesn't, it doesn't have to be some pop culture phenomenon that's obviously philosophical in nature. I mean, you know, Family Guy is a great show, but no one thinks it's going to teach you deep <laughs> wisdom. But the fact is, you look at those characters, and they're just characters facing life, the same struggles in life, the same you know, temptations, the same dilemmas that we all face. And that gives, again, professors who like to write about this stuff and teach about this stuff because they're fans themselves. This gives them the opportunity to explain, you know, do you remember that, that stupid thing Peter Griffin said? You know, that's actually a good example of what this philosopher said, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you can, uh, those, those comedy shows that, that everybody loves, and they're so well known. I mean, you know, fans can quote all the lines, all the scenes, all the bits, do the voices, but they may not have thought about what's actually behind a lot of those situations. And, you know, Simpsons in particular is, is, is an incredible parody of, of lots of things going on in society from, from government to religion to family life. And so that's, that's obviously, I mean, th that book came out very early in the run of the show, but there was already more than enough to talk about. Let's talk about, uh, you know, ethical uh, choices that, that, that we make. And, and obviously you use some of the characters to... to but are we in a society of we are we in a society today that some of these ethical choices people are are not thinking ethically? It seems to me that we we've gotten to a point where some people are not worried about ethics in, in doing things; they're just doing them. Sure. So are we? Are we? Is it getting worse? Is it getting better? Can we use maybe? Can we use like a character like a Batman? who obviously is facing evil and some of the other characters, can we use that to point out what, ethic, what is ethically wrong? Well, I hope so. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I don't know if I would say that ethics is declining in society. I mean, so many things are changing, uh, as, as things always do. I, I, think, I, I would like to think that actually with the popularity of philosophy, not just in the, the series I've been involved with and, and my attempts to write books and, and you know, uh, appear on podcasts, but you know the, the, there's tremendous number of philosophy podcasts that are out there that aren't just academic philosophers talking to each other, but really s speaking to a broader audience, trying to tell people why this is important. And I, I like to think everyone knows why ethics is important. 
And, you know, I always say that when we teach ethics in philosophy classes, we're not trying to teach people what's right or wrong. They already have a good idea what right or wrong is. We want them to think more systematically about what right and wrong and good and bad are so they can really narrow down. You know, everyone has their own ethical intuitions, whether they came from a religious upbringing or a community upbringing or parents or caretakers or grandparents or whatever. But, of course, they don't know the technical terms that philosophy professors put to it. And once they learn that, yes, we've talked about a lot of this, you know, if, if you look at things this way, maybe you're a utilitarian. If you look at things the other way, maybe you're a deontologist, maybe you're a virtue ethicist. And, you know, once they realize there's a name to the way they think and that people have written a lot about this way they think, maybe it helps them to refine it a little bit. Or maybe it helps them to reject it. Say, well, I didn't know there were those kind of problems with my ethical viewpoint. Maybe I'll consider one of these others. Or, yeah, my friend talks like that. I always thought he was crazy, but maybe he's actually got a point. And and anything that gets people to talk about it is great. We are talking with Dr. Mark White uh, from CUNY College of Staten Island. What's the message to the student? Obviously, you're going to be in front of a large group of students, probably six, seven hundred students. Thousands. Well, <laughs> what's the what's the message? What's the number one method message? And obviously, your entree into them is you know Batman, Superman, and all that sort of stuff. But what's the message to them? The message is that you know beneath all the the fantastic parts of a superhero story, whether it's in the comics or the movies or TV shows or whatever, the costumes, the powers, the fantastic settings out in space, wherever, at heart, these are people having to make choices that aren't that different from our own. And when we see, and, you know, we're entertained, we're drawn in by the spectacle of these stories, but once you get into them, you realize, hey, they're making choices just like I do. They're people just like I am. Even with superpowers, you're still limited in what you do. You still have to make choices. You still have to decide what lines you're willing to cross or not. And when you get down to it, they're really the same questions we face. And we're really not all that different. And so it just provides an example of how someone else is solving this problem. And it's just the fact that they're wearing capes or a mask or flying around that kind of draws us into the story. Who's your favorite superhero? Uh, I usually say three. Batman, Captain America, and Ben Grimm, the thing of the Fantastic Four. Okay. Fantastic Four in general. Right. If I had to pick one of them, I'd pick Ben. All right, so uh, let, let's, let's delve into why Batman? His, it, even though I, I argue, as I'll argue today in my presentation, that his, his dedication is actually not totally a good thing, it's just tremendously admirable. I, I, I have, I, I'm, I'm drawn to anybody who devotes their life to a single purpose, whether that's uh, an, an Olympic athlete or a, a, a prima ballerina or, you know, a, a medical researcher trying to cure cancer. You know, someone who has just decided that everything I have in life, I'm going to put into this one goal. Now you step back and you look at that, you think that's pretty extreme. That's not a balanced life. That's not necessarily a good life. And you may do better towards this goal if you took it a little easier. But, you know, personally, even though I know it's not particularly virtuous, I do admire that 100% dedication to, to a goal and a good one at that. Superman? Superman, 
I, I, I didn't mention Superman, but... Uh, oh, I'm I, sorry. I, I, I do like Superman because he is, he is the purest good, at least in the DC universe. And, but at the same time, he, he never lets himself think he's done enough. He always tries to do more. Now, he, he typically has a more balanced life than Batman does. He is married. He has a kid, at least in the current comics. But at the same time, he's, he's, he, he accepts these additional aspects into his life but at the same time, he's worried that maybe that prevents him from doing as much good as he could, you know, given what he can do as Superman. When you go to, when you go to one of these, I, I, I'm assuming that you've gone to some of the Marvel and the DC comic. Uh, Comic-Cons. Uh, yeah, and, and, and also, uh, also to the movies. Yeah, oh yeah. Are, are, do you watch them with a different eye than maybe I would? I don't think so, because when I'm there, I'm there to enjoy it. Okay, And then, then when I think about it later, you know, I, I mean, when I'm watching, if, 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 the, if the character says something, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. I'll, I'll write about that later. I, of course, I've always got that in my head, just like any movie reviewer or music reviewer would. Not that I do that, you know, solely. But, you know, no, I, I go to enjoy them. But later, I think about, boy, I like that aspect. I like this aspect. Just like, you know, anybody who is, you know, a film expert would go into a movie, enjoy the movie, then think about later how they did the framing, how they did set up, lighting, all that. Dr. Mark White from CUNY, College of Staten Island. Thank you very much. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for joining us for WVYC's Perspectives. The program airs weekly on Mondays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. Public Affairs program is also available as a podcast at wvyc.podbean.com. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the Executive Director of Perspectives. We hope you join us again for this in-depth look at the York College community.